Welcome back to our podcast. We are the Babbling Sisters. I'm Nelly. And I'm Steph. You look like you forgot who you were for a second. I did. I missed my wrist. I missed my wrist cue. Aww. Wrist is sick. So she's not here with us today. So we decided to talk about motherhood. Hmm. Yep. The joys. <laughs> the joys. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, yeah. So, obviously, you guys know we are both moms. Riss is not a mom, but she acts like a mother sometimes. She sure does. So, she can always leave some comments, add some feedback, or we could always do a part two if she feels like there's something she needs to say. But for now, she's resting and getting better. By the time this is out, she's probably going to be a lot better. She better be. So, <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> In this episode, we're going to touch on quite a few bases. Touch on motherhood, our introductions to motherhood. Uh, what motherhood looks like to us. How our journeys in motherhood started um, and just things that we've heard or learned or saw along the way. Um, but one thing I definitely want to say first is like motherhood is not cookie cutter. Whatever we say, whatever we do in our child's lives, in our family, in our houses, it doesn't mean you have to do it. You have to believe you have to like everyone is different. Everybody's different. Everyone's style is different, and there's no right or wrong way. We're all learning every day. My child's about to be four. I'm still learning. I, I don't. I don't have it all together. My, just, my oldest just turned fifteen. I'm still winging it. <clears throat> it's like throwing spaghetti at the fridge and hoping it sticks. Yep. Are you done? Are you done? <laughs> you just do what Honestly. what feels right for you. Yeah, I I always heard people say like, oh, you know, like I always watched my mom or my grandma and I'm like, okay, that's great. But like, what's your point? Because for me, I, I can't say I didn't know what a mother was supposed to be. Um, I knew things I didn't want right. to be as a mom. Um, I know things that I went through as a kid that I don't want Sky to ever have to deal with. 100%. Um, and it's not, you know, not a shot at our mother by all means. Um, but it's just, you, you learn that like there, there are things that happen in your life, whether it be motherhood or friendships or relationships where you're like, I want to do better. I want to be better. I don't want to create these same mistakes. I right. want different, you know? I and I feel growing. like, yeah. yeah, I feel like as a mom, like that's, that's what you strive for. Keep these little humans alive yes, and try one. to make them flourish. <laughs> 
goal one, keep them alive. <laughs> That's and a struggle. And flourish, right? Yep. It really is. It is. And I'm just like, oh, he's so cute. That's helpful. It's great. <laughs> so great. Um, so obviously, you know, like our, our journeys started different. You became a mom biologically way before me, but I became a mom to friends' children way before you. So, you know, like our, our starts were a little bit different. I was always around kids. I was always like in that motherly role. And I, I take that role like even in my friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like everyone's different and everyone's, there's no book. There's no book. It doesn't matter how many kids you're around, how many siblings you have, how many nieces or nephews you have, how many of your friends got kids. It doesn't, nothing will prepare you nope. to being your own mother. There, there, as it's all as, funny. As soon as that kid is put into your hands, you're like, uh. You want me to do what? <laughs> I am responsible for this tiny little human. Yep. What? What? I can't give it back. No, nope. 24-7. So it's like, as an aunt, well, like, as an honorary stepmommy, like, right. you can play with the kids and you can love them. And everyone's always like, you're so great with babies. You, you can soothe them. They fall asleep with you. They're so happy with you. You can calm them down. Not when they're your own. Because they're with you all the time. So it's like that little, loop, loop, loop. okay, here you go. You do, you do have magical boobs, though, that put almost all babies to sleep. <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> they're pretty amazing. I've, I've been told that by plenty of people. <laughs> Worked for my kids, so... <laughs> of all ages you know no yeah like and hey they're fluffy you know they're very comfortable and soothing and then plus my voice is so lovely that baby's just like oh who is this fluffy angel that's what happens yep unless it's your own and then it's like nope she hated me i was like do you not like the boobs you like these worked for all the other children. What <laughs> mine? These were giving you milk. Love them. <sighs> no. Nope. Didn't work with her. I think a couple of times, but she more so preferred laying on my thighs for some reason. I don't. She's a weird child. No, well, she is yours. So. Yeah. Sometimes I like to say she's a little defective. She's perfectly imperfect. They literally have been tasked I'm like, she's broken. What do I do? <laughs> My child is broken. There's something wrong with her. No, she's perfect. Um, she is. She's she's amazing. Although, you know, in the, the very early beginning, I was like telling her nurse, we'll get into why she had a nurse, but telling her nurse, like, you sure you don't take her back? Yeah. Drop her off. I'll, I'll come visit. No, she's like, no, taxi, taxi. Sorry. <laughs> she won't stop screaming. <laughs> oh man, the worst. The worst. I honestly think for like the first month, she just screamed. Blood. Whenever it hit 10 p.m., 
blood curdling screams. And I'm like, why? Why, kid? Why couldn't you do this at 10 a.m.? Yeah. Can we sleep? Interesting. Yeah. It was like as soon as like 10 hit, it was just the cries. And then 11, forget it. Between 11 and 12.45 every night, just straight screaming. And I was like, is, is your internal clock off? Maybe. Do we need rewire it? No, ma'am. My oldest was a fantastic sleeper. He, he was, oh man, it was so good. He was so good. He was sleeping by himself and through the night by two months old. So good. Mm-hmm. My youngest was not the, the same. She was more like uh, her cousin. She was. Uh, not Though she didn't always do blood-curdling screams. Like, the blood-curdling screams was only bath time. She and she loves the water now. She loves Sky the water I love bath time. She hated bath time. Hated it. Ever since we were in the NICU, she loved her bath time. She literally laid there just sprawled out, floating in the little tub as I held on to her neck. And her nurse is like, what in the world? Everyone's like, it's spa time for Sky. I remember. She loved it. Yeah, she loved it. And she still she still does, except for shower time when you have to wash your hair. So I have to wash your hair in the sink now because for some reason, the water in the face right now is like a huge no-no for her. That's still a no-no for, for for mine too. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't just get a little wet. Yeah, it's fine. Just water. Right. Oh no, I really think her her crying though was you know babies cry obviously for reasons, right? What diaper? Like, I tried everything. Is the diaper wet? <laughs> Is she hungry? <laughs> She's tired. What's going on? Like you go through all, go all the through list all the of everything they tell you to check, right? But I'm like, there's nothing wrong with this. So she must be broken. There's something <laughs> that's broken. Um, but I really think it was like she had reflux and yeah, all that sure. stuff. But whenever she would cry, she would throw up. So then she would get hungry. And it's it was just a, a cycle. Hot mess. Yeah. Hot mess. Just checking a cycle. So, yeah, for real. So, for like your introduction, introduction, my tongue's not working. Introduction <laughs> to motherhood. Like, when was the first time you were like, I mean, I guess I can't, you were kind of like my mom, yeah. <laughs> changing my diapers when you were like one and a half. So, but like, when do you feel like your true introduction to like motherhood was? I don't, I think when I heard Josh, my oldest Josh cry for the first time, like I, when I was pregnant, it was kind of surreal. Like it was like, yeah, like I had an idea like that this thing was going to happen and this baby was going to be there, but it was never like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't real. It was like, it was kind of like, yeah, like I knew it was there. I knew it was going to come out eventually. Um, Yeah. But it wasn't until I heard him cry and, like, actually, like, in the world when I was like, oh, like, I'm, I'm, like, responsible for this, for this I thing now. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> for this thing. And every now and then I still, it's still he weird. He was a cute thing. He was a cute thing. He is a cute thing. He's still a cute thing. Um, 
it's weird, but sometimes I feel kind of like an imposter. Like, I, I feel like a mom, but I don't feel like a mom. Like, I don't know. It's, Why? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know I'm a mom. I get it. Like, I got two kids. Like, I mom them every yeah. day. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like you're, you know, there's obviously a, a difference. Like, you can push out a child, you can carry a child and not be a mom. Yeah. You know, there, there's a difference. Um, but you literally are with them 24-7. You raise them. Like, you're basically a stay-at-home mom right. who works on the weekends. Like, you're a mom. Like, I know. I, it's weird to hear you say that, like, you don't feel like a mom. Sometimes I don't feel like, yeah. I, like, like I mean, I know mom. Like, I get it. Like, logically, I totally yeah. get it. But I just, I don't always... I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm faking it. <laughs> I guess I mean all I mean, are, that's, but... that's, that's motherhood. Fake yeah. it till you make it. Hope they survive. I just felt like I would have more of an answer by now, and I just I don't. No, <laughs> you're putting entirely too much pressure on yourself. No, I do that. And you've been a mom a lot longer than me, so <laughs> for me to have to say that to you is kind of sad. Okay, like you're putting way too much pressure on yourself, yeah. like. You're making it seem like you need to be like this perfect cookie cutter mom, like baking fresh cookies every day and packing cutesy little lunches like you see on the TikTok. Like, no, that's no, no, not no. mom life. Okay, no, no, mom no. life. I, is I'm just worried messy that I'm messing hair. them up. <laughs> no. Oh, I have that. I definitely have. Are you saying you're not messing them up? Cut it out. I you just, <laughs> I just want them to be good. That's all, and I worry about it. Well, that is because of the way you were brought up and you, you know, we impose a lot of fears on our childhood trauma. Um, and we think like, oh my God, well, if I make this mistake, it's going to totally fuck up my child. Like, and that's not the case. Like our, our trauma was based off of continuous repetitive and multiple issues. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I do not believe and, you know, I, I always said, like, I want to be a better mom. I want to be better than any mom. And I'm not just saying our mom, but any mom that I saw growing up, any mother figure um, that was around us, because there really wasn't that much positive mother figures in our family. Um, and I always said, I want to I want to be better. I want to do better. I never want to fall short in that category. Um, but you can't put so much pressure on yourself to be like, oh, I'm fuck them up because <laughs> you're not. You haven't. Um, not. You haven't even come close. <laughs> like, they are good kids. And I mean, I, I feel like you're raising them with morals and respect and absolute like open love you know and that's one of the things like i like, i took from you as a mom is like and don't get mushy don't cry that's shit um <laughs> i took from you as a mom was like just that open love like i love you unconditionally no matter what i don't care if you're happy and you love it i love it and i love you it doesn't matter what you say or do in your life i'm going to respect honor support and love you Irregardless, and that's literally what I've taken from you as a mom. Like, 
don't think that I haven't noticed. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good because that's <laughs> literally what I, it's all the message that I want to send to them. So if someone's picking up on it, maybe they'll hold on to it eventually at some point. I mean, I was your first baby. So if I picked up on it, clearly they are too. No, that's good. I mean, and they show that though. You know, they, they show that in how they are every day and how they interact with people and how they're such little sensitive beings, you know? Like, I, I feel like they definitely embody you in that sense. So I wouldn't... Don't stress yourself out over it. I, I, there are Good moms thing. out there who are messing their kids up every day and they don't, they don't even realize that they don't care. So the fact that you're aware yeah. is huge. You know what I mean? It's true. That's true. So cut it, cut it out. I mean, you've made it this far. I'm cutting it out. I'm a good mom. Yeah, you're an amazing mom. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone that knows you knows that you know, and anyone or who just sees you interact with the kids, like they know you're a good mom. That's shit. The fact that you worry about that all the time further proves that you're a great mom. You know, yeah. like I, I think as moms, we hold like a lot of guilt and a lot of the mom guilt is strong. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. So strong. I hate it. I, I hate, hate it here. It. Yeah, it's not. It's not fun. <laughs> it's totally different from like any other guilt. Because <laughs> I... like this little human relies on me and is looking up to me for food, support, love, shelter. And to show this little tiny human how to navigate this big old crazy world, that's a lot of pressure. It is. It's a lot. That's why we need mom breaks. <laughs> yeah, those okay. are important. Those are so important. So important. I honestly felt super guilty in the beginning taking like a mom break because I'm like, does that mean I don't love her? Does that mean like, you know, like you, there's that mom guilt. Like, oh my God, she's going to hate me. She's going to forget who I am. She's not going to want to be around me. Like, come on. Get the mama? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I'm abandoning her. She's going to feel like I just abandoned her. Like. You know, my child be running the guilt trips like, Mommy, why are you leaving me? I'm like, ooh, you, ooh, she's like, okay, bye. Yeah, they're so good at it. And they're like, whatever. I can't stand you, okay? <laughs> I love you, but I can't stand you sometimes. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad mommy. <laughs> no, no. You can definitely not like your children. That is A-okay. Oh my god, lover! But some days I just don't like her, and it's because she's a lot like me. She is a lot like you. She's a lot like Ooh. you. The sass meter on this child. I'm like, where do you fit all that sass in that tiny little body? Yadi yadi. She fits it right there. Where? Just right there. It's all just. That's it. It might be in her pinky toe because she came up to me this morning and said, "My pinky toe's feelings are hurt. Can you rub it?" That's it. I said, you know what? I said, give me the toe, baby, because clearly there's something wrong with the toe. So I had to rub the toe. And I thought I thought that it was the big toe, and I started rubbing that. And she goes, not that one. 
And I went down the whole line. She goes, the baby one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Give me the snow, babe. Too funny. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like my introduction to motherhood was definitely with my baby mama, a.k.a. my best friend, yeah. um, which you guys have heard us talk about, Jure. Um, I was like, baby daddy, baby mama, slash all in between. Um, from day one, I was like attached and there. Like anything that baby needs. Hey, I'm here. What do you need? Huh? Want me to hold your hand? <laughs> and that's just, I mean, that's who I am though. I'm like, I mom everybody. I, j I momed Rissa yesterday because she's sick. I literally went on, I'm not going to tell you what I spent, spent monies because I was like, she needs this and she needs this and she needs that. And oh, she's going to need this. And she's not drinking enough water. Ooh, let me get her, her favorite one. Such a mom. <laughs> you like, take care of your Mama Don. Mama Donnie, like, can't help it. You take care of your people. That's what can't you do. Know. I love my babies, big and small. Yeah. Um, all my babies. I've adopted a many a grown children. <laughs> a many. But, um, yeah, even that did not prepare me for being a mom. Yeah. Nothing. I, I feel like... I feel like a lot of people have, like, this idea of what motherhood will be, right? And, like, I, I would always say, like, in my early 20s, like, I can't wait to be a mom. I can't wait to be a mom. But you don't realize everything that comes with being a mom. And I'm not saying like the responsibility, you know, I'm saying from start, the second you find out you're pregnant, you're attached to this little tiny thing inside of you. You don't know what it looks like. It's a little tiny dot on a blip radar, like, and you're already attached and loving this thing more than anything, like to where you're conscious about what you're putting in your body. You're constantly worried about sloshing it around too much. <laughs> it's true. You get paranoid about everything. I can't even tell you like how many things I'm like, I can't eat this. I can't do that. I can't do this. But unless you're doing something crazy and drastic, it doesn't matter what you do. That baby's going to be fine. Just, I mean, obviously, you know, there are things that you can do, right. but I'm talking about like worrying about like all the certain little foods that you put in or making sure they're organic or this and that and whatever. Like it, you drive yourself crazy. Well, that doesn't matter. But you there know, are like, some foods that you need to avoid when you're pregnant though. And there's some yeah, foods yeah. that you need to make sure that you're, you're definitely cooking to like lunch meats and things like that. There's a whole bunch. I avoided but... lunch meats altogether. Completely freaked you out. I wanted an Italian sub so bad. Toast it. So as soon as I gave birth, <laughs> That's your crazy. husband got me an Italian sub. <laughs> That's the first thing. First thing. <laughs> With a lot of pickles. Um, but yeah, no, I, I honestly, I was completely paranoid, um, because I obviously, you know, I had a miscarriage before, um, for those that don't know, when Steph was first pregnant with her first baby, we were pregnant together. Yes, we were. And unfortunately, I miscarried twins, and she went on with my nephew, and then watching him grow, it was like, it was so difficult at first, but then it was such a blessing, because I was like, oh, my babies will be doing this. Oh, they'll be doing that. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, they could have been growing up together. 
<laughs> that's like a whole wave, but still like being able to watch you and then being able to be there because like I said with you for like what a couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. I think for a little while when he was first born, like and being able to be there and I was like, Give me the baby, I'm doing it all. <laughs> I think I literally stole him from me for a while. Yeah. And you're like, Okay. <laughs> sure i can sleep all right and i mean you were in pain too because of the c-section so yeah that's true i i took the extra loving time you know like thanks give me this little human okay he's mine now thank you (laughs) he was such a good baby he was he He definitely was so good he tricked me he tricked tricked me yeah because I thought all babies were going to be that way. Oh. <laughs> it was a lie. It was a lie. It was a bold-faced lie. Yep. He played. Okay. Yes. That, that, you know, that's actually him. The, the troll move from the get-go. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So funny. And then in came my niece and it was like, Night and day, and I was like, "Oh, they come They come in different variations, <laughs> like different flavors here. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm gonna get, <laughs> but okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, she did not sleep. Yeah, well. like, no, no. But she was cute. She's cute. Saving grace. That's what saves all of kids. Yeah. All the kids, though. They're yeah, all yeah, kids. for sure. Baby animals—they're all cute. They're all cute for a reason. Cute and cuddly, and then they grow up. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's like I love little kittens and puppies. I love little babies, and then once they get to that toddler stage, who—who's coming to get them? Yeah. I know. I have called you. I've called her godmommy, I've called her aunties, and I'm like, come and get her. Because <laughs> one of us is not going to survive, and I think it's me. <laughs> Mostly. Going down. <laughs> Go down. But, I mean, that's like, you know, like I was saying, like, it, nothing prepares you for your journey because everyone's journey is different. From beginning to end, everyone's journey is different. Their fears are different. Um... Things you go through are different, complications are different, and there's so many things that can go wrong. And I I feel like a lot of people don't understand that until they start hearing it or they go through something or they see someone else go through something. Like, I never realized how many things could go wrong. And I saw you go through two pregnancies. But we never sat down and had the conversation of things that can go wrong. You know, I thought like the worst was a miscarriage, you know, like, the, okay, that's really the only thing that can happen. No, yeah. so many things. So many things. And then you get freaked out the entire pregnancy. It's like, it, oh, this should be an enjoyable time. We're going to have, it's enjoying this. So it's so stressful. <laughs> when I hear people say, I love being pregnant. Why? <laughs> Do you not stress out every single day? Because I did. I did. I don't understand. Yeah. 
And then like, I felt so guilty because I was like, I'm stressing out. And it's just like, I think I said like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over with. And then I felt so guilty because she came early and I was like, oh my God, I wished her to come early. The whole mom guilt. I, I literally went through like a guilt phase where it was like, I failed her. I'm so guilty. This is all my fault. And it really wasn't. And I get that now, but it's like, even now there are some things where I'm just like, oh, if my body didn't give up, she'd be great. But she is great. She is great. <laughs> but it's just like, it's that thing in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like maybe she wouldn't be throwing up when she cries really bad, but maybe, maybe that's just that her. That could be her. Yeah. You know, like, uh, my youngest, for some reason, when she's tired, she gets hungry. That's her tell of when it's time to go to bed. Because she's already mm. had dinner. She's already had dessert. Like, she's good. And then she'll and come up to angry. me and she's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, yep, bedtime. Ever since she was born. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Your um, niece just has uncontrollable meltdowns. And it's, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> And I was just like, what is happening? It was like 7.30 today and she was starting and I was like, dude, what's what's going on? Like, we're about to wind down. I was like, let's go to the potty. Like, you gotta go pee pee before you go to bed. Like, you know, hope anything. And she's like, I don't wanna go to the potty. I'm like, the big one or the little one? Cause you're going on one. You gotta go, leave me alone. I don't wanna go on big one. I don't want the little one. It's like, I love that you're talking a lot, but no, no. <laughs> Go to the potty. <laughs> and then I made the mistake of pulling down her pants and it was an all-on meltdown as to why her pull-up had to come off and why I took it from her. It's her. It's on her body. She goes, at my body. <laughs> I was like, you're right. It is, but it's time to go potty. She's sitting on the potty now, just bawling, crying. I'm like, do you need a moment? Yeah. I said, okay, I, I'll give you a moment. Would you like for mommy to leave? Yeah, leave me alone. I said, okay, I get up. Don't leave me. Oh. I was like, you are tired. And I'm she's like, coaster. Yeah. just reaches out. And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. Sitting on the floor, hoping she doesn't pee on me now. Oh, so. man. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I honestly feel like as a mom, like, all your, like, yeah. moms just go, it goes out the window. Like, it's like, ah, pee, poop, throw up, yeah, seen it all. Yeah. All different forms. <laughs> it's no. I mean, when your kids throw up, you, you do this, you're your hands get cupped. Like, you're trying to catch it. You don't want it to go anywhere. There's been so this... many times where I've just gotten thrown up all over me. Yeah, you just... There's no... Your, your niece was like the queen of throw up for the longest time. So for those who don't know, I think I may have maybe mentioned a little bit, but she was born at 24 weeks, which is very early, four months early. Um, so she spent four months in the NICU. Uh, once like NICU awareness month comes, I'm going to talk more about that journey in the NICU and all that stuff that happened there, but she's doing amazing. She's absolutely a true miracle, but there have been like, you know, milestones that we've been worried about and she's 
thriving and flourishing. She's absolutely amazing. People, when they hear that she's a micro premier, like she's a what? Absolutely not. No way. No, she's perfect. She's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> but there are some things where I'm just like, is, is this normal? Or is this because you were born early? Like the whole screaming, crying and throwing up, like projectile vomit whenever she cried when she was a baby. And, you know, like there were times in the car where she would like throw up because she's crying or just silently throw up and choke on it. And I'm like swerving, pulling over the car to get her out, like and clear her airway. So I'm like the panic and PTSD that okay. <laughs> even now she goes, Ahem in the back I'm like you okay are you all right if she doesn't answer me I'm like you didn't answer me I'm sorry for yelling oh my god yep. even I now it. and I'm like <laughs> it's crazy it's so crazy I'm like oh my god it's you'll, you'll be doing that for a while. you'll be doing that for a while that will last yeah. for a while probably until she's like 30 easy maybe maybe longer yeah if you're in the back of my car and you make a noise I'm freaking out now. Like, <laughs> you could be 40 years old. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, she was the queen of projectile vomit. The queen. I was like, what is the point of me even wearing clothes at this point? So I would literally just be naked. And she would just, because she's going to throw up. She's going to throw up. We naked together. We just <laughs> lay hand naked. 90% of the time. And as soon as I would put on clothes, she would throw up. And I'm just like, what's the point? What is the point? Um, there have been plenty of people who've been showered by her throat. <laughs> it happens. I think, I think Tia, my friend Tia, got the worst of it mm. one day at her housewarming cookout where this guy just threw up. And it was because she walked away. This guy was fine. She walked away with her to go, you know, show people around the house. And she carries, guy knows or loves her. But as soon as me and her dad were out of the view, she started crying. Tia could not get back fast enough. She knew what was going to happen. Oh. <laughs> She's like, I gotta get it back. I gotta get it back. And she just throw up. And then she comes over. She's like, here you go. I didn't make it in time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's fine. I'm just going to go shower. Literally what she said. She's like, here you go. The hands are to me. She turns around, throw up all down. Mm -hmm. I, was like, I was like, how did that happen? I was like, oh man. Kids, man. Vomit. They don't tell you the things that children do. Poop on you. Be on you. I feel like I got more of an insight because we spent four months in the NICU. Those nurses were absolutely amazing and we learned a lot. But to be thrown into motherhood, like three days later, here you go, here's this human, take care of it. Yeah. What the f do with it? I feel like I got like the cheat sheet and was shown how to take care of her even though she was like super small, so it was a little bit different. But when she got to that newborn size, yeah. you know, towards the end of the stay, it was like, okay, well, I know all these other little things plus some now, 
you know, I'm, I'm fully equipped to take her home and to make sure she's good, even though I still freaked out. Right. But it's like, I couldn't imagine being a first time mom and then just being like three days later, okay, here you go, go home. Yep. What? Are you coming with me? Right. Because <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what to do here. You it's... want me to leave now. You're kicking me out now, right now. You're and, keeping and I, and I have to, right? I have to take it with me. <laughs> nothing, I feel like nothing prepares you for that. Mm -mm. That must be like so nerve wracking. <laughs> it's scary. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Cause like you're learning how to clean the umbilical cord. You're learning how to like, do all of that and like you know when a baby first comes home their umbilical cord still is attached it falls off after a while guys is already falling off so i wouldn't know what to do with it yeah. i'd be like what what are you doing with this thing I gotta keep it clean and dry there's so much stress <laughs> but it's so rewarding at the same time don't let me deter you from becoming a mom. <laughs> this is, this is I in think no it's, way birth control, you know? It's one of those things, like, if you want to be a mom, you want to be a mom. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know. And that's okay. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I honestly feel like times have changed. You know, like, um, the idea of, you know, a life is becoming a mom, becoming a wife. Fuck all that noise. If you don't want to be a mom, don't be a mom. If you want to be an auntie or a godmommy for life, be them for life because they're so important as well. Um, for me, I feel like an auntie is at times more important than a mom to these kids. You know, like they're, they're a different perspective on these kids' lives. And there are things that, you know, they may be able to come and talk to you about that they don't want to talk to their parents about. Mm -hmm. um, and an auntie and even an uncle is like an extension of a parent. You know, you love these kids like they're your own. Like, I, I'll ride or die for my niece and nephew. Like, I'll do anything. Don't play with them. Anything. Don't, don't play with my babies. Yeah. Come and feed. <laughs> and they know it. They know it. They're forever going to be my babies. It doesn't matter how old and grown and taller than me they get. Don't matter. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, but I, th I think, you know, people have a different idea on motherhood. Like I said before, you can birth a child and not be a mom. So there are a lot of women who obviously have issues conceiving and becoming a mom. Um, but by any means necessary, however you become a mom, whether it's, you know, in vitro, whether it's adoption, um, whether it's marrying into a blended family already, like you're still a mom. You don't have to carry a child to be a mom. Yep. A mom is what you do in your daily for those kids, a mother figure, a role model, someone who's there to love them unconditionally and guide them. That's what makes a mom. It doesn't, it don't matter if you push them out your vagina. I didn't push mine out. I didn't either. Yeah. But 
Don't matter if they're in your belly. Since you want to get technical. Uh, it's just being a wise ass. I know. Big old jerk. But yeah, like I, I feel like that's one of like the biggest things in like motherhood, right? They're like, oh, you know, is this kid yours? What does it matter? Is what? Is what? They call me mom, right? It's mine. <laughs> so it don't matter. I, I've actually had people ask me if Sky was my daughter because she's obviously she's half black, and they look at her and they look at me and they'll just like. You ain't never seen a mixed baby before. This is 2022. Okay, in case you were unaware. They're like, oh, she's yours? No, I, I just bought her at the corner store. I think it's so ignorant to ask someone that. Because you don't know someone's family situation. Don't know the story. And it's not your business. Nope. You know, and maybe this child doesn't even know that they are adopted. And so what if they are? You have a person who has come into their life who loves them and wants to take care of them when their biological parents couldn't. So who cares? Don't ask the question. Don't be that person. Don't be ignorant. Because I'll open my mouth if I hear somebody saying something. Because then it, it puts them in a bad position and then you're making the kid second guessing question like, why are they asking if that's my mom? Of course it's my mom. Right. You're putting so much doubt into this kid's head. There's no need for that. I, I hate it's people. No, it's none of your business. Like, I hate people. We all know and my I... stance on it <laughs> at this point. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. For real. Oh, it I, it just I think it's just pure ignorance, and it's like it it doesn't matter the journey of how someone has become a mom, they're a mom. If there is a tiny human or even a big human who is calling someone mom, they're a mom, irregardless of how they got to that point, because there are plenty of people who have carried a baby in their stomach. Like I say, pushed out their vagina, because not everybody does that. Um, who aren't moms? Who don't even know what their kids do on a daily? Who don't even talk to them? They're not a mom. So just literally being a biological parent doesn't make you a mother. Let's just get that out there. So quit the bullshit. Quit asking people. Oh, you a mom? And you and, know what irks me? God. You probably go say probably the same thing. I'll be like, stepmom or, you know, uh, adopted mom. Was that what you were going to say? It was one of the things, yeah. Don't label the type of mom, their mom, period. And then also never ask people when they're going to have kids. It's none oh of your God. fucking business. Stephanie, that question me to my core irks me to my core I swear to god as soon as I got married oh when's when he having kids yeah that is the worst question to ask somebody one it's none of your business okay yep. 
not your business. No. That's number one. But it's so insensitive because not everyone can have kids. You don't know somebody's health. You don't, and it's always a, oh, well, it's time to have a kid now. No, it, whose clock is this? Like, right. it's, it's not your business. It's not your clock to determine when somebody can have a kid or should have a kid or, oh, you don't have, there were women at my job, older women, who literally would say to me, you don't have a kid yet? Why? What's wrong? It got to the point, you know, I was trying to be really nice. I was trying. I was trying so hard to be nice. And I'm just like, oh, you know, it's up to God. <laughs> Not my time, you know. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. And after the same person said it to me, almost every single day they saw me, I turned around and said, because my fucking uterus doesn't work. And she just stood there and was like, didn't know what to say. And I'm like, you should stop asking people that question. I was in such a mood that day. No, good um, for you. She needed to hear yeah. that. Because that's ridiculous. Because it's like, you just never know. And it wasn't because I had a lack of, you know, trying or because I didn't want to be a mom. Everyone that knows me knows they always wanted to be a mom. I was a mom without a baby is how I would describe, like, how I had an outlook on life. Especially after having a miscarriage. Like, I felt like a mom with no kid. Uh, see, I And that's, see, like, a hard feeling. For me, at that point, you were a mom. Like, I know right. like, a, a lot of people, there's some, some women who are never able to have a baby for whatever reason. There's so many mm -hmm. other th factors, can't adopt, whatever. Right. Um, but once that that you have that change and like you you know that there's something growing in you and things like that like for me like that that's the like that's a switch like your mom at that point right regardless of what what happens you the know? outcome is yeah yeah definitely i just for me it felt it was hard because i knew i was a mom i felt that motherly instinct but I didn't have the babies to take care of, yeah. you know? So I switched that out to all my other adopted babies <laughs> that I had. And I was like, well, I'm just going to mother all of you. That's fine. <laughs> and all of my friends too. That's fine. So, you know, I took that energy and put it into something. Um, but I honestly, like, I, I feel like people don't understand how insensitive it is to ask someone that. It is. Like... Nice. Um, after being, I knew because of my own journey and my own issues with conceiving and, um, the miscarriage and just the everyday constant struggle of like, I'm never going to be a mom. And I literally gave up. I was like, all right, well, it's not the end all be all because for me at one point it was, I was like, I'm never going to be a mom. That means I'm nothing. I'm not worthy. Like, just forget it. I don't care anymore. And I had to switch my whole mentality. And then I was just like, okay, it's okay. It's okay if I never give birth to my own child. I'm still going to be a mom, whether I adopt or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had to switch my whole mentality. But I feel like people don't understand the actual struggle. Like, okay, great. You have sex one time and you pop out a kid. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, there's so many women who can't. No. 
the chances you know? of that are like really really small like the chances of you being able to have sex once and or even multiple times or whatever but the chances of the baby surviving period <laughs> really yeah. really small <laughs> There are a lot of women who have missed miscarriages that you don't even realize yeah. because they happen before you even know you're you're pregnant. I knew when I was four weeks that I was pregnant. <laughs> so it's like, I knew. I knew, knew. Um, but it's just, it's difficult because when I was in the NICU, I heard stories from other parents of how long they tried and the miscarriages and the fertility treatments and the struggle to become a mom and then you become a mom and it's a whole new struggle that you see this tiny human being fighting for their life every day and half the world doesn't even know that this NICU place exists you know I I knew that there was a NICU but I had no idea that these tiny little babies were in there you know, when you think of a Nikki, you don't picture a one-pound baby. Yeah, you don't. It's not something that comes to your mind. Yeah. And you it know, like, now. It, <laughs> right. Well, now, now you know. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, that hearing their stories and a lot of people would always ask them, oh, when are you having a baby? When are you having a baby? Oh, when you're bringing the baby home? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? And just the different questions that people ask like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up and it's just it's ridiculous like oh you're gonna try to have another one i swear to god <laughs> if you ask me that question <laughs> oh one more time you know i have i have, I have a, yeah seriously i have a big age gap between my two kids there, yeah there's seven years between them um and i had a miscarriage in between that made me question whether or not whether I was even going to try to have another one or not. Yeah. So there was a big gap, and a lot of it was for my mentals. And all the time, people would ask, like, you going to have another one? And, like, I'm like, dude, like, one, it's none of your business. Like, it got to the point where I was just like, uh, when I can, like, when I don't have a miscarriage, like, it's like, I would just be blunt with them, like, and mm. in the hopes that they would never ask anyone else this question, like... It's so exhausting. And I, I think, like, I, just like you, I got to that point, too, because I'm like, yo, like, you got to stop asking people this because it really can break someone down. Like, it, the questions at, like, really broke me down and made me question myself, you know, as a woman. Like, oh, my God, my body won't conceive, like, won't produce life. Like, what am I here for? Because society makes you feel like you're only here to reproduce. It's bullshit. No, you're not. No. You're here to <laughs> you are absolutely you. not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you can't have kids or you're struggling, like, it doesn't make you any less of a woman. It doesn't make you any less of a mom if you want to be one. Nope. It makes you a better one in my eyes because you know the struggle and you fought hard to become a mom. That's how I see it. It just, sure. it pisses me off when people really sit there and question people or the whole, oh, stepmom, bitch, I got your step. I'm going to kick you down. Okay. <laughs> Don't play with me. Don't do it. I would never, I would never fix my mom to be like, oh, you're stepmom? Oh. Wow. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> no. I, I think uh, society is just ignorant to a lot of things. And, you know, it, it might just be they don't understand because they've never been through it or they've never seen it. But I feel like a lot of the older generation, I can't really say like the, the younger generations now, but a lot of the older generations are just like, oh, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? When are you going <laughs> to Just like, when are you going to die? How about that? I, I literally asked one that one time. Oh. Oh, boy. I think it was more of a, she, she said, oh, uh, you haven't had kids yet? And I was like, you haven't died yet? Oh, boy. I guess we're all waiting for something. That's how life goes, right? I mean, technically, I guess, yeah. Just stop asking that question. Seriously, no. Stop asking that question. Stop, stop asking many if questions. You, if you take one thing away from this podcast, do not ask any woman or man when you're going to have a kid. Yeah. Isn't it time to have a kid? Oh, time for another one. You have no idea. Right. You know, there are a lot of moms who I'm friends with from the NICU, and it's like they got the one kid, and they're petrified mm -hmm. of having another one. And... It, because of what they went through and because of the struggles with the, you know, a lot of them did fertility to get to that point. A lot of them had miscarriages and we're not talking about early miscarriages. You know, they've had late miscarriages uh, up to 18 weeks and that's, it's a full baby, you know, and you're, it's just, it's beyond devastating. And, you know, they leave and they're like, oh, when are you going to try to have another one? I just, I just buried my child. You gonna ask me <laughs> when I'm gonna? Okay, that that I'll be in the jail. That that's that's murder. I'm I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you going down? Don't ever let me catch you say that to somebody or say it to me. Uh, no, no. We're gonna have a problem. You are going to be eating your teeth for lunch, dinner, breakfast, whichever time in the morning you say it to me or them around me. It's just so ignorant. It, it really is ignorant. And, you know, I've, and it happens to everyone because it, I've had it happen to me. You've had it happen to you. The moms who I'm still friends with from the NICU, they've had it happen to them. And it's so traumatizing. I don't think people get how traumatizing it is. Like, I, there were days I literally went home and just cried. Yep. Just from somebody asking me a question. Because then I was sitting there like, well, you're right. Why, why, why haven't I had a kid yet? What's wrong with me? Yep. Completely devastating. Stop asking the damn question. Don't, don't fix your mouth to ask the question ever again. Ever again. And while we're on things not to do, this whole April Fool's pregnancy bullshit, oh cut it out. Cut it stop out. Stop it. It's not funny. Stop. Just stop. It's not a joke. There's serious fertility issues in this world that people may not be aware of that they need to educate themselves on because it's so hurtful. 
for people to see all these jokes about being pregnant. And like, you know, people joking like, oh, I guess you're going to have a miscarriage in a couple of days. Like, I have deleted people. I've, 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 I've never seen if I, oh, oh, <laughs> let I me have see deleted that. people because it's not a joke. That's not funny. I cannot. And then you got the people who just fake it to try to keep them in. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna kick you in your throat. Okay. Um, it's just very insensitive. And going what I've go I've gone through, I feel like it's a lot more of a sensitive, touchy subject. Yeah. But now that there are people around me who I know and care about and love dearly have gone through it, it's even worse. Even worse. I feel like I'm more protective over them than my own self. You've always been that way, though. Yeah. That's the mom in me. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But yeah. So one thing to take away from this is motherhood ain't all that it's cracked up to be. They done lied to you. Oh, have kids. It'll be fun. <laughs> they said they lied. It's not all fun. It's great. You know, it's fun moments. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things it's fun in when this they're sleeping, when they're actually sleeping, when you actually can get them to sleep. If that's fun. Melatonin. <laughs> Sometimes they're really, really, really cute. And they hit you with the, yeah. like, the I love yous. And then yeah. Lily would do this thing where it was like, oh, honey. And oh, my God. Face. I remember that. Melt my heart. Yeah. Melt she my can, heart. She pulls that card out and it's over. She makes anything happen. I honestly like to say that children are mini terrorists. They really are. You can't negotiate with terrorist people and they will try. And sometimes they'll win. A lot of the times they win. This guy has won a lot. She likes to negotiate with gummy worms. Sour gummy worms. Lily just likes to call my bluff. Oh, you I want have to throw a lot it away? To look forward to. Yeah. She's like, oh, you want to throw it away? Okay, go ahead, throw it away. I'll do it for you. And then she goes and throws it away. And here I'm thinking it's like the, her favorite toy. Nope. It's a terrorist. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> she's... <laughs> she's... <laughs> she's mysterious. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> she, I want to be like her when I grow up. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck attitude. Yep. Okay. And the sass meter on that one, boy. Yeah, it's high. Very, very high. Mm. And we've started. We've got the hands on the hips. She's worse than me. Yeah, she's she's up there. It's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. Wait till her and Sky get together. Oh, boy. It's going to be a lot of long nights at your house. Yay. <laughs> I'll be like, go see Titi. <laughs> 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 I'll see Sky. 
I just step and said, just wait for you at the door. Good. Yep. Come on over. Parties at your house. <laughs> Lily will keep her entertained. I'll be good. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I don't have to do We'll both get a break. It's true. <laughs> she like slumber party with my cousin yeah love it I can't wait so yes like I said if you take one thing away from this episode don't ask no stupid questions no more don't ask Keep the stupid questions to yourself yeah just lock them up throw away the key <laughs> um, and also Get the whole mentality out of your mind of what a mother's supposed to be, um, what motherhood looks like, because like I said, everyone's journey is completely different from beginning to end. And it doesn't matter how you get there. If there is a human calling you mom, you're a mom. I don't care how you got there. Um, your value and worth as a mom is not any different than mine or hers. Um, carrying our children for however long we carried them 24 weeks 40 weeks it don't matter you're a mom um, whether you've got angel babies you're a mom I think that's probably one of the hardest things to understand um, and you know people may not understand you feel like a mom but like Steph said like you feel like a mom you know, and you are a mom. As soon as you have something growing inside of you, whether it's six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, it doesn't matter um, when you suffer a miscarriage. You're still a mom. Irregardless, you are a mom to an angel who is too good for this earth. And it's very difficult to understand why, but it doesn't make you any less of a mom at all. But I think people around um, people who have miscarriages don't understand that. They don't get that concept. So I think it's time for people to wake up and start to realize, like, it doesn't matter where a child is. It doesn't matter how long they were on this earth or if they were never breathing air or never in their mother's arms, they're forever going to be in their mother's heart. So it doesn't matter if the baby was not even born and had a miscarriage or born as a stillborn or, you know, had SIDS a couple of months or with 20 or 30 years old, that is still someone's child. Doesn't matter when they pass, that is still someone's child and that person is still a mom. So let's wrap our heads around that and stop being assholes <laughs> and support the moms, okay? So for any moms out there, any moms of any baby of any age, I got you, come to me. You need me to check somebody in your life. Send them over. Hit me up. I will give you my number. They can call me. I'm so serious. I don't think they think I'm serious. I'm so serious. She's serious. Yeah. I'll make house calls if you're close to where I'm at. I... Hello? <laughs> I heard we got a problem. Hi. <laughs> can fix it. Okay. Got this. Okay. So yeah, let's let's uh let's change our mentality on motherhood. 
and the journeys to being mothers and um, also knowing that you don't have to be a mom if you don't want to be a mom or you can't be a mom and you decide that you don't want to adopt or you don't want to foster or whatever like that's your decision and it doesn't make you any less of a woman and if somebody tries to tell you tell me tell them to call me okay that's all I gotta say about it That's my journey <laughs> to mom, momming, you know? Any last remarks to the uh, assholes that are insensitive out there, Steph? <laughs> uh, stop being an asshole. Um, just, you know, be respectful of other people. Stop asking stupid questions and such personal questions, especially if you're not, like, personal yeah. with people, like... If you're in someone's life and you're close Changes to them, you're, work. you're gonna know, like, what's going on, like, but if you're not, like, it's none of your business, like, dude, literally, none of your business, just move on, go, go find the drama on TV. <laughs> yeah. Just be a flashlight in somebody's life, don't be a twat waffle. It's pretty much what it boils down to. You know, support people, whatever their decisions are or whatever their journeys are. Stop being assholes. <laughs> this, this episode became, don't be an asshole episode instead yeah. of motherhood. <laughs> we got the whole part of being a motherhood is not to raise assholes. It's true. That's can we stop yeah. being assholes? Yeah. My goal, I tell you. I've said I, that word a lot. I've actually said to myself, my goal is to make sure that you're not an asshole. <laughs> like... Yeah. I, I I have said it to Skye, and she's only three. And I'm like, I'm not raising an asshole here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's my goal in life, to make sure that my kid is well-rounded, loving, with open arms, accepting of everyone, no matter what. Not being an asshole. There's too many assholes in this world. We don't need to raise more. It's true. So it's, it's the, we've met the quota. I think we're above the quota. We're above the quota, we're good. It's just, just minimize yeah. how many more are grown into society. That's the goal of moms. Just be kind, you know. Yeah. Treat treat others how you want to be treated. That's you know my other mom mantra. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Doing a great job. I told you you were a great mom. <laughs> Got this. Don't be an asshole. What we're taking away from this episode is don't be an asshole. <laughs> it's just cut it out. Mm -hmm. And you are a mom if you feel like you're a mom no matter what. And if you don't want to be a mom, you don't got to be a mom. It don't matter. Um, your journey is your journey. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone raises their kids different. It doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Yeah, don't judge other people the way they raise their kids. Like, just, like, it's none of your damn business. That's oh, another thing annoying. that's annoying. Like, 
I raise my kids how I raise my kids because I know my kids. Like, that's how we mm-hmm. do things as our family unit. Right. We're not in the family unit, so shut the fuck up. What she said? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Plain and simple. Um, everybody has their own ideas of, oh, well, you should be doing this, you should be doing that. Yeah, we'll work for you and yours. It's great. 90% of the time, it didn't even work for you and yours. So how about we shit fuck up? Yep. It's not being an asshole. <laughs> Put your listening ears right. on. So that's a sky every day. I feel like adults need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to use our listening ears now. Inside voice, listening ears. Okay? Stop being an asshole. Pretty much. That's like the legit takeaway of this mom episode. I don't have to be an asshole. <laughs> That's just going to be the whole promo. <laughs> I'm just going to just have it on repeat. Just little snippets of don't be an asshole, don't be an asshole, don't be an asshole, stop being an asshole. <laughs> what the heck? And then they're going to watch the episode and be like, yep, that's pretty much how this went. <laughs> the whole last 20 minutes. <laughs> Oh, not to be an asshole. <laughs> I'm going to get banned from YouTube because I said the word too much. <laughs> like, you know what? You got to bleep this girl out because there needs to be a little counter of how many times. How many times? Yeah, how many this one times was a lot. Say, asshole? <laughs> this one was a lot. a lot. I might have to count it up. I'm going to, I might do it. <laughs> Let's do a counter. I just have it at the bottom go up every single time. <laughs> We don't even need to write down asshole meter. Just mm-hmm. just put the number <laughs> right down there in the corner. It just keeps going up and then everyone's going to catch on when they get to the end. What this number creeping up meant. Alright, we're doing great. So yeah. Take away what you need to from this episode. But take away that one key point. That's all we ask. You know? Um... But hopefully your journey in motherhood to motherhood is what you want. And if not, tell us about it. Tell us what's different. What are you thinking? What are your ideas on it? Or what people are imposing ideas should be. Um, We can talk about it. We can discuss it. Uh, We clearly have very strong views of what people should and should not say. And, you know, I think it's it's different for everyone because it took me a while for me to stand up. Like, I told the little old lady, well, like, why aren't you dead yet? Because <laughs> clearly we're both waiting for something, right? But, you know, it took a lot for me to get to that point and a lot of, uh, and then going crying. Um, but I want everyone to get to that point where they can tell the little old lady, like, oh, you know, I'll have a baby when you have your funeral. Okay? It's fine. It's perfectly fine. You want to ask an insensitive comment? I'm going to make an insensitive comment. I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if I could pers- I mean, oh, maybe I could. Oh. If, I, if you oh, hit right me up. on the right day, I probably could. She hit me on the right day. <laughs> the right day. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> 
Hey, you know, you say stupid shit, you're going to get stupid shit back. That's just how it goes. Facts. She got, she got greatness that day. So yeah, stop asking people shit. Leave everybody alone. It's their journey to have or not have whatever they decide. Um, and just really like educate yourself on the different issues that this, the world faces and society faces and the pressures that women face and fertility issues and the rates of fertility issues. Like just go educate yourself a little bit because I don't think people fully understand how serious it is and how widespread it is. Um, how many babies are born early or how many miscarriages there are, how many women can't even conceive at all. Um, even men can't conceive, so it goes both ways. Don't ask a man or a woman uh, when they're gonna have children. It's just none of your business. If yeah. you're not in the bed with them, it's not your business. And if you are in the bed with them and you're asking that question, you should have asked that question before you got in the bed. It seems to be a personal problem with that. But, um, that's shit. Stop being an asshole. So, until next time, be kind. Like Stephanie said, spread some love, love yourself. And just remember, it's all about your BS. Bye. <laughs> I was like, and I'm supposed to say something else. <laughs> Fine. Line, line. What? What was I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> cue cards, please. Can I have my cue card? No. We're too low budget. We don't. We ain't even got nobody with cue cards. No. Nope. Don't got that. I got. With my cue card. What was my next line? Ha. <laughs> Nobody? Asshole. Wait. We ain't got no budget. <laughs> we ain't got no budget on this podcast. Nope. I ain't got no cue cards. No cue cards. Damn. It's like lying. What are you supposed to say? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Goofball. Stupid. Stupid. Anyway. <laughs>